This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about how to become happier. This week, we'll talk about why now is a good time to reflect on your one-word theme for the year, and I talk about why a little item from my daughter's babyhoods has proved to be so useful and still comes in handy all these years later. I'm Gretchen Rubin, writer who studies happiness, good habits, human nature, the five senses. And I am once again here in my little home office in New York City. And joining me today from L.A. is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, because we've been talking about whether we should write a book together, our listener, Nicole, suggested that we should call it The Bully and the Sage. (laughs) So that's how we can think of each other now. The Bully and the Sage. (laughs) That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. Gretch, I think you're a sage bully, though. You're a sage happiness bully. (laughs) You're just a pure sage. You're not a bad bully. You're a nice bully. I'm a nice bully. I'm a happiness bully. (laughs) First of all, we want to say a big congratulations. Yes, to Chris Gillibo, who's releasing his 2000th consecutive episode. That's every single day of Side Hustle School on June 23rd. That is an amazing accomplishment. I mean, just think about like, what have you done 2000 days in a row? I I mean, brush my teeth is probably about it. Right. Go to sleep at night. And I also want to point out, Chris is a rebel. He's an absolute textbook rebel. And sometimes people, I think people who aren't rebels are sometimes like, but if rebels are like so keyed into spontaneity and they don't like to lock into plans, can they ever get things done? And the answer is 100% absolutely they can, but they do it in a rebel way. And so Chris is a great example of someone who's so productive, so civic-minded, so helpful and wonderful, 
And he does it all from the rebel tendency. So congratulations to Chris. And for anyone who hasn't listened to Side Hustle School, it's great. It's all about how to start a side hustle with really practical information. It's five to 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And it will make you want to start a side hustle. Guaranteed. Yeah. And we've talked about it, how it's comforting. Like it's it's very pleasant to listen to it. it. Yeah, it's very... So in episode 352, I had suggested using a harmonica to get people's attention. And Reagan wrote, thank you for mentioning the harmonica hack. I recently used this hack at my nonprofit's annual recycling conference and expo to quiet a crowd of more than 250 people during lunch before my remarks. People were clearly delighted, reacting with laughs and applause at this novel technique. <laughs> One attendee shared the following feedback after the conference. Thank you for organizing and leading such a memorable gathering this week. One of my biggest takeaways was you getting everyone's attention with a harmonica. Brilliant, fun, and appreciated. Elizabeth, this is one of my favorite kinds of hacks where it's just some little solution to a problem you didn't even know you had. I I find these endlessly delightful. It's such a game changer because the harmonic is so small and so cheap. Anybody can do this. And they're very pleasant to the ear because of my five senses book. I'm much more focused on like whether things are like Mm. pleasant or neutral or sort of annoying. And there's just, it's, it's so much better than clanking or something. It's, there's something just pleasing about harmonicas. Absolutely. So this week, our Try This at Home tip is to reflect on your one word theme for the year. So in episode 358, we talked about our choices of a one word theme for this year. And we've done this for many years in a row now. My previous choices have included words like upgrade, bigger, lighten up, repurpose, delegate, infrastructure, growth. Last year was open. Uh, Elizabeth, what have, what have your words been? Some of mine have been free time, style, Hot Wheels. That was when I needed to get a car. Novel, yeah. home, control, the number six, lighter. Yes. And last year was butterfly. So we picked these words to sort of try to set an overall aim, kind of give a certain flavor to the year. Mm-hmm. And so we're almost at halfway. We're not quite at halfway. We're almost at halfway. Um, and Elizabeth, you know, we talk about catalysts for reflection, but I'll remind everybody that if you want to get the calendar of catalysts, which I had so much fun mm-hmm. creating, I'll post a link to that in the show notes. So it's time to think back and to think about those themes. So, Gretch, your word of the year is salt. So do you want to talk about sort of why you picked it and how you think you're doing with it? Yes. Well, I have to say I'm wearing my salt T-shirt that you gave me for Christmas. Anyone watching on YouTube can see it. Yes. I'll put a link in the show notes, but yeah, it's on YouTube. I love finding you the perfect T-shirt. I know. you You always give me something really good, and I wear this all the time. So I picked salt because of my book about the five senses. I was really thinking about salt. Salt's the only rock that we eat. Um, We need it for Mm. life. It's a flavor enhancer. It's a catalyst for change. Like it dries things out. It melts ice. It changes flavors. Anything that it touches it changes. And often it will, it like make bitter things less bitter. Like it's a, it's just a flavor enhancer generally, as long as you don't have too much of it. Also, as somebody pointed out, it's also preservative, which, and that's very Mm. much in keeping with my mind because I'm always thinking about preserving memories and hanging on to things and that. And then it was funny, our listener, Judy wrote, 
I had to laugh when you said on the podcast that some of your past words were dry, which they were. Um, then you chose salt, which is about as dry as you can get. Your explanation about how salt season and enriches flavors give me a much, much better appreciation of the word. I also think about the phrase salt of the earth to describe mm. a good and honest person, which you are. So, Judy, I appreciate that. I hadn't thought about the salt of the earth. And I hadn't realized how literary the idea of salt is. So first mm. of all, many listeners suggested um, reading Salt, a World History by Mark Kurlansky, which I bought. I haven't read it yet, but Mark Kurlansky changed my life with his book, Cod. It's like the story of the world through the eyes of a fish or something, which completely opened my eyes to the possibilities of nonfiction. So I have a very warm feeling mm. for Mark Kurlansky. Several people quoted to me a passage from Isak Dennison's tale, The Deluge at Norderney from Seven Gothic Tales, where two people are talking and one says, do you know of a cure for me? And, so, and the other person says, well, yes, I know of a cure for everything. Salt water. Mm. Salt water in one way or another, sweat or tears or the salt sea. Mm, wow. That's beautiful. Then Carl Uwe Knausgaard, who I love in his essay, Salt, in the collection Summer, wrote, sugar cares only about itself. Salt brings out the best in others. Ah, which I think I is like interesting. That. But I have to say, Elizabeth, I do feel like it's a more rich and poetic theme. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm loving gathering all these references yes. and sort of pondering it, meditating on salt. But it's not as actionable as something like repurpose. Infrastructure, you know, where I'm, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really, not, I'm not sure that I'm taking action. It's not very concrete. Right. And, it felt um, very concrete because salt yes. is very tangible, but I don't know. On the other hand, like, for instance, you did your trip to Iceland this year, which I would say is very salt-oriented well, in the sense that it was adding some spice to your life, yes. something different. Also, yeah. it has kind of just a salt feeling to it for some yes, reason, that country. Yeah. Well, it's a it's an island, so it's surrounded by the sea. So, yeah, Maybe that, that's, yeah why. that's true. So, anyway, yeah. so I'm not sure. I think you've had some salt. Yeah, so that's a good way to think about salt. Because I was thinking more like, you know me, it's always like, what's the practical habit? Maybe this is the opposite of a practical habit. It's how do I sprinkle in those little yes. enhancers? Enhancers, yes. Flavor enhancers. Life I enhancers. Have <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's how I'm going to embrace it going forward. Now, how about you, Elizabeth? You had a very interesting word for the year. Yeah, so my word is step. Love that. Ever forward, we say. And there's a lot that sort of, you know, it's step into the future, which is yeah. a phrase I've used before, which I realized so much of this is step into the future. And as I was kind of reflecting on my word, I was thinking in some ways, I feel like I've really embraced it by taking the huge step of getting the two dogs, yes. which is such a huge life changer and feels like really a big step and has been amazing. Well, and it really required you to step into the unknown because, I mean, we had a yes. dog growing up, but that is not the same thing as, as being like an adult responsible for yes, dogs or two very dogs. Very different. Yes. And we're and as I was like thinking about that, I was thinking there's step into the unknown, step into the light, step it yeah. up, taking yeah. steps, yeah. one step at a time. So again, like salt, I mean step has just so much to it. I almost feel yes. like it could be a life theme. 
you know, not just the theme of a year, right. but like a decade could be my yeah. decade theme. No, maybe it's your decade theme. Maybe yeah. we need to come up with decade themes. Ooh, that wow, the stakes feel like, high. I know, it's true. Uh, you'd have to be able to change your decade theme if you needed to, I Okay. Guess. It's more of a guideline than a rule. <laughs> yes. But in other ways, like, for instance, last year I had my great butterflies everywhere. You know, I had yeah. my butterfly stickers. I had two butterfly necklaces, which friends mm-hmm. gave me as gifts, which I loved. I had, like, you know, I could see the butterflies. Step mm-hmm. is, again, not something where I, like, have a necklace with, you know, a foot on it. Whenever you say it, I picture, like, maybe because I live in New York, so we're always looking at the lights when it has a little person that lights yes. up to show you the walk sign. That's what I always picture. But I yes, haven't seen maybe that I on should... a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yes, maybe I should look for that. I should get one of those for my office. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I was thinking about moving forward, how I want to embrace STEP. And I think I want to get more into the actual physical version of STEP because mm. that was also part of it, walking a lot taking many steps. Um, I think I want, now that my work is winding down for the season, I want to really focus on hiking a lot and being healthy. Mm -hmm. As you know, the summer, I design your summer. It's my summer of health. So I want part of that to be stepping a lot. And not just like stepping on my treadmill, which I can do, but like actual, uh, you know, hiking where I'm going up and down hills, which is much more cardio. But see, this is exactly why I think it's good to do these these mid-year reflections, because it's like you're sort of reminding yourself that you really do want to get out there and step and hike. You're going to do your thing where you walk to Malibu. You know, that's on your 22 yes, for 22 list. You need to do that. It's good to sort of be reminded, because it might have always been in the back of your mind, but now it's in the forefront. Where And with me, it's like okay, am I going to look for these little opportunities to elevate and to enhance? enhance? Right. So it's good to come back to that. And you being you, all of us are who we are. You can get very um, focused on your work and getting it done and the grind. And it's helpful for you to think about the other stuff, the little, the sprinkle of fun. The sprinkle of pink Himalayan crunch salt or fleur de sel or whatever. Yeah, because listen, you gave Jamie that excellent salt sampler for Christmas. So we have all these like little cunning tubes of fancy salts. It's very pleasing. There is nothing more beautiful than pink salt. I do love it. Yes. Well, you gave me that light. That salt light. Yes, that's right. You're great right. with the theme, Elizabeth. You run I love with the a theme. theme. You can I run love with the theme. theme. Gift. You run with the yes. theme. Yeah. And they are helpful. It is helpful to have these visual cues. Like I know you with your, your butterfly necklace. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very helpful. Well, let us know if you do try this at home and how reflecting on your one word theme for the year is helping you to live up to your theme. And remind us what your theme is. We are like endlessly mm. fascinated yes. by people's creativity. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes um, if you want to see a picture of my salt t-shirt. Go to happiercast.com slash 383 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a happiness hack that harkens back to the childhoods of Gretchen's daughter. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team 
And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com Gretchen. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack. And this one comes from your freezer. Yes. Okay. So you know how I'm in a constant quest to clear clutter. Yes. As I wrote about an outer order intercom, like I find it very comforting to clear clutter. But I try not to get rid of anything that we actually use, though sometimes in a clutter clearing frenzy, that can get tempting. But um, I was looking in our freezer and I realized we have this. I'm holding it up for you too, but I'll post a mm-hmm. picture of it also in the show notes which is a boo-boo bear. And we literally call it the boo-boo bear, even to this day. We got it when Eliza was two or three years old. And it's just a gel pack that you keep in the freezer. And it has like a teddy bear face on one side and then uh, a surface on the other side where you can really feel the cold. And it's just like if you've got a headache or you've got a boo-boo, you put it against it and it's just nice and cool. And I was thinking, you know, as goofy as this thing is, as ridiculous it is to have a boo-boo bear, we actually use it. And I'll say that, like, Jamie hurt his knee. And I'm like, you want me to get the boo-boo bear? And he's like, okay. It's really handy. And it just made me think, like, this is, you know, you never know what's going to linger. Or, like, right. what's going to stand the test of time. And I'm like, who would have thought this little purple bear face would be yeah. something that we would be using decades later? If you want to get a boo-boo bear, they're, like, less than 10 bucks. There's also something I found called a Flexicold gel ice pack, mm. which is the, kind of the adult version. It's a flat pack that you put in a freezer, and it can it's bigger. It can roll and bend. You could put it flat against your back. If you had a bad back, you could put it around your thigh if you strained a muscle. And that's like 15 bucks. So that might be a good adult version. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you have like an athlete or maybe somebody going to college or someone's going through surgery or has their first apartment, 
it just turns out these are handy to have around. Like we end up yes. using it more than I would have anticipated. Yes, we have something like that and it's much better than using ice. It's much more comfortable yes. than using ice and, and also less messy. Well, the other thing you can use is you can use frozen peas or frozen blueberries. Yes. Those make really good ice packs, but they often end up leaking or getting eaten because people don't realize that it's actually a medicinal bag of peas right. or I don't know. Can I offer just a quick bonus hack of something mm. we used for like, 10 years, um, we just actually changed it out for something else, a relic from Jack's childhood, which is we had a dryer for his bottles, like a rack that oh, was yeah. specifically made to put bottles on. I've seen those. Yeah. And we kept it and ended up using it to dry water bottles. Oh, so sure. So right. years we had that, his babyhood um, bottle dryer. Well, see, repurpose. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's probably all sorts of things that are useful from your kid's childhood. Right. Good. Well, I just thought, because on the theory that we're always looking for things, like also to be good gifts or just sort of like things that make life easier as you go through it. It's like, it is, it is nice to have those. So that's fun. And now for a four tendencies tip, we have a question from our listener, Daniel. Yes. Daniel says, I'm an obliger. My wife is a rebel. I'm sure you're shocked. I have listened to your audiobook as that was my wife's preferred version and what we had. Now I'm starting to read a hard copy. Despite the advice in your book, I have no idea how to talk with a rebel. Tonight, she made a joke about resigning her current job, and I responded with some form of, if you do that, I'd like to see you do the things to start this other business you've wanted to start. Immediately, that's an expectation, and she wants to rebel against it. I felt like I was offering information and telling her what I was thinking. She also cannot tell me how I could rephrase it better. I know you say information, consequences, choice, but if information sets an expectation, WTF do I do? One of the things I would say is when, when Daniel says, I'm sure you're shocked, kind of as a joke, that's a reference to the fact that if one person's a rebel, usually the other person in a pair, like in a uh-huh. romantic pair in a team, the other person is an obliger. So if we'll, since we know that one of the people is a rebel, it's Makes good sense. likelihood that the other person's an obliger, which it is. So I have to say, he, Daniel quoted the line that I think is the line that would be the issue for a rebel, which is, this is what I'd like to see you do. Yes. That is just classic not appealing to rebels because it right. is, it's basically saying, this is what I'm expecting with a strong implication of like, okay, you know, it's for me to sort of explain what's needed here and, and then for you to respond. So I don't think to a rebel, that sounds like information. That sounds like an judgment. Order. Yeah. A judgment and an order. Now, here's the thing I would say, because this is tricky. I, I totally get it, that it, it can be hard to know how to frame it in a way so that you don't ignite the spirit of resistance for rebels. One of the things is you can say nothing. Often, if you're not sure what to do, you're just sort of better off letting rebels do their own work in their own way. They know usually what they need to do. So the less you sort of interfere with that process, the the more quickly and easily Mm. they might be able to do what they want. Whereas if you start getting in there, even with things like encouragement or help, 
that can often ignite the spirit of resistance. And, and very often people will sort of explain like, well, I'm doing everything I can to help, but I don't understand what the problem is. I'm like, what's probably the problem is that you're doing so much right. to help. We hear that all the time. Right? Yeah. Okay, Gretch, here's a question for you, though. It feels like all of us who aren't rebels kind of have to work really hard in how we communicate to rebels so as not to put them off track. And it feels like it's a lot of work. It doesn't feel fair that, like, Daniel has to twist himself into a pretzel in terms of how he communicates with his wife. Like, what do we do about that? Well, I mean, I do feel like rebels are the more, more different from upholders, questioners, and obligers. So I feel like we kind of have to, you know, work to sometimes understand their perspective. But really, like, the deeper and deeper I get into this, the more I realize each tendency really kind of is much better off if you sort of take that perspective into account, if you build in all the reasons and the rationale when you're talking to a questioner, or you build in the accountability when you're talking to an obliger, and you look for the fairness, and with an upholder, like, you recognize how they can, like, lock in too tight or become rigid. And I think you just sort of have to do what you need to do. I mean, if, if you want to be effective, you just sort of have to take that into account. And from a rebel's perspective, they might be saying, well, I don't understand why you people just don't back off. Right. You yeah. think that you're trying to accommodate me, but I feel like you're just badgering me and like getting all up in my face. So it, part of it is just the perspective of right. it. And I, I really think the best thing is to think like, well, how do we communicate effectively? How do we create an environment where everyone can thrive and stay focused on that? But Daniel's right. One thing that can work really well with, with rebels is information, consequences, choice. Another thing is identity, is to really help the rebel stay tied to an identity that's really important for, to them because identity is so important to rebels. So things like, I'm an artist, I'm an athlete, I'm a responsible boss, I'm a loving, reliable parent, I'm an animal lover, I'm an outdoors person, I'm a cook, I'm a connoisseur. All these things are identities and identities carry behaviors and habits with them. Right. So leaning into that rather than trying to get them to do what you think they should right. do. Hopefully they'll get there on their absolutely. own. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it it's but you telling them any of that's not going to help. Right. It's only going to hurt. Right. That's what it always comes back right. to. Right. Very frustrating. Yeah. Now sometimes they like a challenge. I'm not sure here they would like a challenge, mm. but something I always think back to the person who said that her husband didn't quit smoking until their 18-year-old son said, I don't even know why you're trying, Dad. Like, an old guy like you could never quit oh. smoking. And, and the father was like, are you kidding? Watch me. He, like, quit the next oh, day. Oh, wow. You know, but that, that can feel a little bit over the tops, I think. And it's also true, Gretch, like, to remind us that what does not work is being passive-aggressive yeah. with a rebel or really with right. anyone, but especially a rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes being helpful can can read very passive aggressive. Which I do think what Daniel said could be interpreted as passive aggressive. Yeah. Gretch, one thing I was thinking that could be helpful for him to say is just, I know you'll figure out what to do. If you want to do that, you'll make it work. So it's like, there's absolutely no what you should yes. do. Just, oh, I know you'll, you'll do, you'll make it work. Yeah. And that's all I have to say on it. Yeah. And it may be the lack of resistance, his lack of resistance might cause her to no longer even want to quit her job. Right. It may be that she's looking to resist against something. Right. So right. she's announcing she's going to quit her job. But if there's no resistance, it's like, eh, well, 
Never mind. Well, the thing that I like about your language, too, is it really is a call to identity. And it's kind of the identity of a person, like, yeah. who surmounts challenges, who makes their way in the world and does what they want and, like, get, and gets what they want. And that's a really high priority for, for rebels. So it's just sort of a general statement of belief in the person's yes. ability to, like, follow their chosen path. I know if you want to do that, you'll make it work. And it, yeah, but there's no expectation yeah. tied to that about any, there's no timeline, there's no deadline, there's no, this is, this is what this should look like, this is what you sort of need to prove or anything. It's just, you'll do it in your way, but I know you and you always figure things out. Yeah. Now, listeners, weigh in, especially rebels, weigh in if you've been in a similar situation or if you found kind of like an approach that works for you. Because sometimes it really is just sort of having the right life. I love people having the right words for things. And sometimes having the mm -hmm. right words can really make a situation just much more fruitful and productive or else kind of frustrating with all good intentions on both sides. It's just sometimes things just go sideways and we don't always know why. Communication breakdown. Yeah. 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 A failure to a communicate. Failure to communicate. Effectively. So thank you for that, Daniel. And now, Gretchen, we have a listener question, but it's a question that you have for listeners. Yeah, sometimes listeners ask us questions, and sometimes we ask questions <laughs> of listeners, and I want your response. Are you a professional smeller of some kind? Do mm. you work in perfume or food or wine, personal products, other kinds of products, anything having to do with smell? I'm very curious to hear about your experience, whether you think your work has affected your sense of smell or vice versa. Just mm. I'd be very curious to hear about your observations. I've been thinking, obviously, because of my book about the five senses. I'm a big fan of the sense of smell. Any smell professionals have observations. I would be very curious to hear them. So send them our way. Interesting. Okay, coming up, Gretchen has a repeat demerit, one that she's repeated a few times. But first, this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has Greenlight. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, 
has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Okay, Gretchen, we are back with demerits and gold stars. And this week, you are up with a happiness demerit. Now, I, I know this is a repeat demerit. This may, this is probably my top demerit that I give myself. I mean, this is one of the reasons that I wrote the happiness project to begin with was because right. of this issue. <laughs> Which is using a mean voice. That's what my daughters called it when I was little. Oh, you're speaking to me in a mean voice. I just get snappish. I'm carping. And there might be a situation where I'm kind of on the edge between just having a pleasant or neutral tone and when I have an aggrieved tone or an annoyed tone. So, for instance, what day is Eleanor taking the ACT? Poor Eleanor does take the ACT. Okay, uh-huh. like I answer once, I answer twice, I answer the third time. And, you know, sometimes you're not even really paying attention. You're just sort of like it's in the short-term memory file because you yes. you're, you're trying to figure out one little thing, but you're not really trying to remember, so it doesn't stick. Right. Uh, we've all done it. I do that all the time. And, but then the third time I'm like, well, it's the same as the other two times that you asked me, you know, and just, which takes more energy than just saying the answer. Answering. It's always, and I can almost feel myself choosing. It's not even that it's 100% right. impulsive. It's like, I'm like, you know what? I'm right. going to let myself have a little fun here and bring on the snark. But then I feel terrible. It doesn't make me feel I good. Know. You think it'll change. Yeah. He'll be like, oh, my God, that must be so annoying that I've asked you that three times. Yes. Thank you for pointing yeah. that out no. to me. I will it, do, try to do better. No, no. No. It just gives a sour flavor. That's like my, yes. being the salt. Yes. The salt is supposed to, like, sweeten the sour. That's why we put the salt on yes. the grapefruit. So, or maybe it's the bitter. I think it sweetens the bitter. Yeah. Yes. I'll never forget a friend of mine's stepfather said that the most important thing in marriage is what you don't say. Yes. And I think this falls under that. Yeah. Or, and the tone that you use for what you do say. Yes. yes. Both very important. But Elizabeth, yes. take us up. What is your gold star? Okay, Gretch, I am giving a gold star to my son, Jack, Aww. for finishing elementary school. It's a big deal at his school. He moves to middle school, which is like a different part of campus and a totally different structure and system. And I'm really giving him a gold star because he is just looking forward to seventh grade with such intensity. Like he really wants to attack seventh grade. He wants to like really think about it and think about how he wants it to be. Wow. What does he want to do differently? And recognizing that it's going to be a lot more work. And I just feel like, yeah, he's nervous, of course, very nervous, but he's also kind of facing it rather than pretending that it doesn't exist. So I just want to give him a gold star because it's a lot. You know, he did great in elementary and I hope he does great in middle school. Yeah, I mean, now they're kind of coming out of the whole COVID period. That was very, it was a lot to deal with. Yes, his, as all kids have dealt, as we all have dealt with a lot, but he kind of missed almost two years of school for COVID. So I do think that made it kind of especially remarkable to celebrate this rite of passage. Well, that's very mature of him even to be thinking of like, not just letting it flow over you the way you think of children just sort of like showing up, but really thinking about how do I want to approach this? Like, that's great. Well, gold star to Jack and congratulations. That's a big milestone. 
the resources for this week, however you choose to design your summer, whatever your one word theme is, the Happier app offers tools that can help it's to track your habits in all different kinds of ways. We've got stuff for upholders, questers, obligers, and rebels. You can try it for free. You can track one aim for free. And then if you want to do more, then you can subscribe. So if you want to learn more, go to thehappierapp.com. And it has all kinds of prompts and know yourself better questions and quotations and all sorts of fun stuff there. And I have to mention, we won a Webby Award for design. So that's very exciting. So that's thehappierapp.com. And then, Elizabeth, you and I, Wednesday, June 29th at 6 p.m. Eastern, we are doing a YouTube live event to talk about strategies for habit change. This is what I write about in my book, Better Than Before. We talk about the four tendencies. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite subjects of all time is habits. So you can tune in or subscribe at youtube.com slash Gretchen Rubin. And Elizabeth, what are we reading? What are you reading? Gretch, I am listening to Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli by Mark Seal. Mm. How about you? I'm reading The Bridge of San Luis Rey by Thornton Wilder. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Reflect on your one-word theme for the year. Let us know if you tried it uh, and how it's working out for you so far. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show... Please leave a review. That really helps people discover the show and give us those ratings, those five-star ratings especially. (laughs) Um, Those are also important ways for people to find our stuff. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. Gretch, I also have to give a gold star to Oliver, Chuck's son, who also just graduated yes, sixth grade. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have two gold stars on the Yeah, podcast. my boy. Yay. <laughs> Congratulations. It's a parent milestone as well as a child milestone. From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth... I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.